Hi, everybody. It's Global Big Day. That's May 13, 2023. And it's a big day. Global Big Day is one of the most important days for birders. It's such an important day. It's Wild Migratory Bird Day. It's wild. It's for the whole world. It's World Migratory Bird Day. That is what Global Big Day is. Now, what does one do on Global Big Day? Well, one can do many things. They can, well, they can count every bird they see. They can count it just by looking out the window where they are. They could perhaps go to like a local park or a local birding patch. And they can look at. They can look at every bird and count them. Or they can pull out their trusty, their trusty Merlin app on their phone and just hit the sound ID and listen for the bird song that they're hearing and allow the app to show all the different birds in the space. So for me, usually for Global Big Day, at least for me, what I try to do is I try to go to a birding place, uh, usually a sanctuary. And it's, it's, an, it's an annual celebration of the birds around you. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You just need to listen out and look for the birds. If you don't have a car, you can uh, you can stay at home and bird from your window. If you don't have a vehicle and you're able to walk, you can walk and record the birds as you're walking. Look for the birds as you're walking. There's so many different ways to do it. But what I did was I actually went to the main sanctuary uh, here in Starkville, which is Noxaby National Wildlife Refuge. Sam Hamilton Noxaby National Wildlife Refuge. That's the name of it. It's named after Sam Hamilton, a really important and influential U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service uh, director whose entire life was devoted to conservation and, and the promises made to our enormous tapestry of avian friends the world over. So in Starkville, that's my preferred place because uh, in the South, as one knows, uh, depending on the mode of economic development, uh, certain agricultural or, uh, dare say it, monocultural Enterprises may predominate. And when you have a situation like that, uh, land stewardship usually falls entirely to the federal government. So Octobaha and Noxubee counties, which are right next to each other in Mississippi, are blessed to have a refuge right there. And it's a, it's a sprawling refuge. It's beautifully laid out, it's many lakes and everything. But this is what we would call fishing season, high fishing season. Lots of anglers are out. And of course, with the refuges, 
you get the bulk of visitation on the weekends. And I think my listeners have gathered that I'm one of those solo birders. I'm one of those um, outdoor meditation, spiritual ecology birders. So I, I, I don't like to see a lot of people traffic when I'm birding. Um, I know that makes me sound like a misanthrope, but that's just how it is. And the reason why is because it's so sacred to me. And I just immerse myself in the energy flow of nature and rhythms of the birds and just listening to them and engaging in radical noticing and just taking in all the curiosity and awe that gives me this restorative feeling. So when I see people, it it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's literally like someone scratching a, a chalkboard. And, and this is not typical. Actually, most birders like birding in groups. Most birders like it. They enjoy birding in groups. I don't. I like to be by myself. So, uh, and, and I think it has a lot to do with the reasons why I came into birding. I came into birding because of my grief journey. So grief is what brought me into birding. So I think for people who came into birding in a way that wasn't traumatic um, and like literally the only source of healing, I think it's a more social activity. But anyway, I'll move on from that. So today is Global Big Day. And uh, I went to Noxabee yesterday, saw, actually had quite quite an interesting day, quite an interesting day. Um, it was hot and unpleasant uh, while I was there, but you know me, I don't care about the elements. I just, you know, I just walk and sweat and be obnoxiously sweaty and just make sure I don't go out in public <laughs> after I get in my car. But I saw lots of cool birds actually yesterday at Noxaby. I actually saw my life or Swainson's warbler. Like I didn't even know that was a thing. I went to this kind of abandoned uh place on Noxaby because it was it it was just crawling with anglers. And I was like, okay, let me go somewhere where nobody is. And so <laughs> I I pulled into this uh road cut that just led into a whole bunch of thick trees. And I was like, well, you know, it doesn't it's, it's not a water source. It's not a viewable water source, but there's lots of trees and it's undisturbed. So maybe I'll hear lots of stuff. So I cranked up my Merlin app and uh, man, it, it was cranking out all types of warblers. So it was a Swainson warbler. That Swainson warbler called and called and called. It kept calling. I was like, oh my gosh, this bird has so much energy. Then the red Ivirio was calling. And then the Carolina Wren was calling. I think Merlin got mixed up because it literally said a crested tit was calling. And that bird is in, it's like a European bird. Do you see that bird like in the UK and stuff? And I'm like, okay, it's confused. Merlin is confused. I don't think I'm hearing a crested tip, but literally it was like crawling with lots of birdsong. I actually ended up seeing the Swainson's warbler, but it was it was all in this like thickly entangled brush. So the pictures were not very good at all. Plus it was super humid that day and um, it was varying light 
And so it just, they, they weren't very good pictures. But because I was there and I was hearing the birds, I could tell which one was which. And the Swainson's warbler is, of course, smaller than the Carolina wren, but they literally look the same in the face. It's <laughs> very crazy. And the red-eyed vireo, unless you get them very close up and kind of at eye level, you're unable to see that characteristic red eye. So that picture wasn't as as beautiful as it as the bird actually is. But I still took the pictures. I still posted them to eBird. By the time I left the refuge yesterday, uh, a cloud was coming up and uh, it started to storm. So, uh, so that was cool. You know, actually, it was commencement for Mississippi State yesterday. Congrats. Graduates, congrats, Hell State. Uh, but but they ended up moving the commencement to the morning because they realized that there was going to be a storm in the afternoon, and it came. So that brings us to today. Uh, I wasn't going to drive out to Knox because, like I said, I knew it would be crawling with people. So what I did was I spent a lot of time looking at what the birds were doing. Right now, I have a lot of finch uh, feed. I have uh, niger seeds. I have uh, some kind of not not the very best bird seed, but they're still engaging in it because I had this bird seed delivery service, but I didn't. I underestimated the rate at which the birds would eat it. So it's it will arrive on Monday, but I didn't want to like splurge on extremely expensive birds seed when I knew I had some coming on Monday. And of course, I'm I'm moving out on Thursday, so you know I just I'm trying to uh, you know cons- conserve and and not create more things for me to have to put into a box and move out on Thursday. So I started my day uh, just looking at what the birds are doing in my yard. And this indigo bunting, which I did not know it was an indigo bunting, I thought it was an otter flycatcher because Merlin was picking up, not otter, I meant a Cadian flycatcher. I thought it was a Cadian flycatcher, but it wasn't. It was a juvenile indigo bunting. And it was, I should have known it was a indigo bunting because of how it was feeding. They like to feed on the ground. They don't really, they will eat safflower seeds. But other than that, they're looking for insects and like uh, vegetation on the ground. And so it was like in and out of the sun, the volunteer sunflowers that are growing in the bird seeds, in the bird seed station. I think literally that sunflower came from either a bird that, did its business or possibly a a uh sunflower seed that didn't get eaten and it's growing. They're like one there like three of them. One is getting really tall, but I don't think that it's gonna bloom by the time I'm I leave. So but you know, I'll take a picture of it at some point before I go. But the bird was all over the leaves and stuff like it was kind of looking for insects and stuff. So that was an indigo bunting. And then um, then I took a walk. I walked from um I walked from my house, which is right on campus, to this area of town called the Cotton District. And it goes across the campus and it goes through some woodland areas. And um 
I actually saw a live for a bay-breasted warbler. I didn't know what the hell I was looking at. I was just like, wow, that's cool. I thought it was a blue, actually, I thought it was a blue-gray gnat catcher because they are everywhere. <laughs> but no, it was a bay-breasted warbler. And, um, and when I was coming back, I heard the usual, um, Eastern toy. There's a toy that hangs out by Allen Hall on campus. And then as I got closer back to the house, you know, I saw the usuals, heard the usuals. The usuals being Tufted Titmouse, Northern Cardinal, Northern Mockingbird, uh, occasional Chimney Swift. Um, as night approaches, uh, the common Nighthawk. Uh, sometimes the Great Blue Heron hangs out at this pond on campus. Um, of course, the downy woodpeckers, the house finches. I actually saw the uh, ruby-throated hummingbird this morning, but I didn't realize it, but I was out of nectar. I don't, it, I'm literally baffled by the fact that, that I just filled that nectar back up when it got knocked down by a possum on Thursday night. I filled it back up and it's, it was already depleted by this morning. I don't know when they drunk all that because I didn't see them. But perhaps they are doing it at night. I don't know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that was my global big day. And, um, you know, I'm just glad to see people birding and getting into birds. A lot of my academic friends on Twitter are noticing nature and taking pictures of birds that they see. And that really, that really makes me you know, that makes me feel good because it lets me know that people are really getting into this whole random nature thing. And so that's cool. So what's what's next for me? Well, I will be living on a suitcase for a little while. Um, after I vacate my house on May 18th, I'll spend some time with my good friend Dinashri Thorat in Columbus, Mississippi. Uh, Dr. Thorat. I mean, I should have her on, actually. I should have her on because I know she has some cool nature stories. Tanashri is the plant queen. She is so good with houseplants. So I'll spend some time with her. Her, Me and my cats will spend some time with her and her cats. And then I'll go down to the Gulf Coast for some work stuff. And then after I leave the Gulf Coast, I'll go to North Carolina, spend some time with my parents. And then from North Carolina, I'll go to Brooksendale, New York, which is where I'll be for the next year. And of course, there'll be adventures in and throughout. So just wanted to give y'all a update for Global Big Day. I mean, it, I have to do it. It's a, a, I'm obligated to give a global big day update because I am a birder. Like, I literally, I have to document this. I have to. But anyway, I hope you all have a, a good weekend. Tomorrow is Mother's Day in the United States. Difficult day for uh, for people grieving. Difficult day for people who are grieving the loss of a child. Difficult day for people who have lost their mothers. Difficult day for people who hope to become mothers and have not by this time. 
difficult day for people who have an estranged relationship with their mother. So I send so much generosity and care and grace to all of those hurting on tomorrow. Hopefully we can all find some hope and some joy as we wade through our grief. Thanks all. Have a good one.